This is our seventh session now on Ephesians 2, 4 through 7, and I want us to see the beautiful implications of the tense of this verb right here, and this one, this one, all leading to a future. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive, another past tense, together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All of it to this for this great future purpose, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So, Father, as we spend a few minutes asking about this past tense, he made us alive, and this past tense, we have been saved, and this past tense, he raised us up, and this past tense, he seated us, grant us to see the glorious implications of how firm and secure already is our position in Christ, alive, saved, forever to experience this promise. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We have been saved. Now, I want to linger here for just a moment, because this word saved is a big word, including lots of things, some of which are future, some of which are past, some of which are present. And so much confusion is caused by failing to realize how flexible and big and inclusive this word is in the Apostle Paul and indeed throughout the New Testament. So clearly, something has already happened here. He made us alive. He raised us up. He seated us in heaven. These things are past, right? But look at this, 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, present, ongoing, being saved. It is the power of God. So salvation has happened in the past, but it is something that is an ongoing activity of God. He is saving us right now. As I'm talking to you, I am being saved. The Holy Spirit is doing something in me to keep me from cursing Jesus and leaving the faith. He's holding on to me. Or look at this one, Romans 13, 11. You know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. It isn't here yet. So we have salvation coming. This is future. There is something about salvation we have not yet tasted, and it's coming. And there is something about salvation that's happening to us right now. And there is something about salvation that has been decisively accomplished already. 
We have already been made alive. We have already been raised up with Jesus. We have been seated with him in the heavenly places. We are in Christ Jesus. There's a union with Christ that has happened to us in this giving of life that puts us in the very same place Jesus is in, namely raised up with him, heavenly places, where, according to chapter 1, verse 3, we are receiving every possible spiritual blessing that can be given. So think about it this way. You could think about a disease. You're just about to die of a horrible disease. You're five minutes away from death. The doctor realizes there is one medicine that could pull you back from the brink. And he gives you that super powerful dose. And just as your heart was stopping, he makes you alive. And then he realizes your kidneys have been ruined. Ruined. You'll never be able to live off of dialysis. So you're going to be rescued. And then you're going to be on dialysis all your life. And then at the end, you're going to be given a new body. No more disease. So this is past. You were rescued by that amazing dose. You are being saved by dialysis every day of your life, and you will be decisively saved and freed from any need for medicine ever again. Think of it that way. Or you could think of of drowning. They see you flailing about in the water. They get in a lifeboat, come to you. By the time they get to you, you're gone. You're at the bottom. They reach down. They find you. Your heart is not beating. They do quick CPR. You gasp. You breathe. You're alive. You are rescued. And then they carry you and keep you alive to the end. And then they put you on land. So carry you in the boat, put you on land, a kind of metaphor for heaven. That's the way to think about we have been saved, we are being saved, we will be saved. Here it is in uh, First Peter, all three of them in one place. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again, past. There's the life that's made alive, born again, made alive. That's Ephesians 2.5, made alive to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and to an inheritance that's coming in the future that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, that's future, who by God's power are being guarded through faith. So there's present, ongoing protection. God is guarding us, awakening and keeping our faith day in and day out for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time that's future. You see it all there? So there's past, present, future salvation. Here's the question. Since all of this hangs 
on being in Christ because in Christ we are as secure as Jesus is, right? He has been raised up. He's never going to die again. He has been seated at the right hand of God. He's never going to be unseated from that throne ever for all eternity. If we are in him, we're as secure as Jesus is. Will we be in Jesus forever, or can we jump out? (laughs) Can we be cast out? And Paul goes out of his way in two places in this letter to make sure we don't think that way. Ephesians 1, we saw this. You can go back and watch those labs. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who's the guarantee, the down payment of our inheritance until we have the possession of it. In other words, he didn't put us in Christ and leave us there to see whether we would jump out or not, or to see whether he would kick us out or not. He put us in Christ, and then he sealed us in Christ, and he gave us a guarantee, or as it says in chapter 4, verse 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, the final future experience of salvation. You are sealed for it. And so this have been saved here, by grace you have been saved, is a past that in God's way of reckoning has secured an ongoing act of the Holy Spirit to keep us saved and to preserve for us a security that is in Christ Jesus, as safe as he is safe, and will one day experience this future, namely the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus for age after age after age. Oh, be aware of your salvation and how big it is. Salvation includes all the past work of God, all the present work of God, and all the future work of God, and he does it all to keep us safe for his kindness forever in Jesus.